Welcome in everybody to the Creed of Crypto Podcast, where we provide immersive, essential, and evergreen strategies for the novice cryptocurrency investor. How you doing? I am one half of your host, Broke Boy Crypto. I have with me, as always, Crypto Ewok. We have so much to get to tonight. I purposely say that on every single show, even if it's going to be kind of a lackluster one, in my opinion. But tonight is really going to be a good one. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, the Hex conference the other day. Um, you saw the thumbnail. If you're just listening to this a little bit later on, um, essentially Pulse Chain when? We we don't really know. Mm -hmm. But we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more tonight. Markets are pumping big time at the moment as of just about an hour or two ago. We're going to get to that in a second. But let's welcome in my co-host and friend, Crypto Ewok. Ewok, how are you feeling tonight? Feeling pretty good. Um Another day in the bear market, <laughs> getting by just uh, like all the others. Doing pretty good, though. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it's an interesting one. And, you know, this has been a bear market where even though it is a bear market and those times can be boring, which we've you know talked about. We've had episodes where we were kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel and stuff. But the last few weeks, I mean, there's been a lot to talk about just based on weak hands, capitulation, drama, infighting, yada, yada, yada. People... Uh, People are emotional here at the uh, bottom or maybe the bounce off the bottom of the bear market. So we're going to get to that. BTC just plowed right on through 18K. Now, if you heard me say that a year ago, I'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? That's terrible. But uh, based on the last six months or so, it is pretty good. Uh, or last couple of months anyway. So um, yeah, just went right through the the small amount of resistance. It's 17 and a half or 17.6, which was the um, uh, previous low back in June of 2022. And we are up above 18K, 18.2 at the moment. And alts are absolutely flying right now. ETH just went up over 1,400. Uh, it's big time. I think 200-week moving average is right around 1,300. It's been a, that, that key number of 1,250 for a while. Um, I know I bought a lot there the other day. So, yeah, we're up above 1,400 now. Um, Hex, which, of course, we're going to get to, is hovering just a little bit over $0.02. Cents. It took a big nosedive after the no news the other night. We're going to get into all that, obviously, and more. But yeah, alts are absolutely flying. Um, Ewok has gone ahead, and we're going to look at some charts here as well. I'm assuming you have Bitcoin up right now. Um, uh, this yeah, is actually BNB. I have Bitcoin here. There you um, go. Nice retracement. I think, you know, once it hits this level, though, there's a lot of support or, or a, lot of, uh, a lot of resistance at this level. Right That's not too far off. Where is that? Yeah. 18.6 ish. Yeah. So, you know, beware. I, th I think we could bounce there. I, I still think this could be a, uh, you know, a, a, a rally that's going to end up tanking back down. So mm -hmm. there's just not enough energy in the markets to keep it going. Um, Ethereum, yeah. though, um, you know, it's reached that support level that I thought it would hit and it did kind of retrace right back once it hit it. So we'll see if it breaks through there and then, you know, test one of the next levels um, probably right up in here around 1550 to 1600. I right. really don't think it'll get that high either. Right. I think if Bitcoin bounces here, it'll pull everything else back down with it. So just yes. my two cents. I'm pretty much with you. It is nice to see some positive action. Um, you know, a lot of the times if you hear TA people or, you know, even just uh, 
um, people that have a little bit of TA type knowledge. I mean, like when you trade in such a, you know, narrow funnel for so long, which Bitcoin has done for almost 60 days now, usually you're going to get some kind of drastic volatility in one direction or the other. It looks like right now, anyway, in the short term, it's been up. Um, I, I will, I think over the course of this episode, have a lot to say about like where I think we might be, where I personally think we might be in the bear market, whether or not lows, you know, you change your opinion weekly, um, and monthly here, obviously in crypto, I should get more information, but whether or not lows are in and, and what things may look like. So, um, I know we'll, we'll just get there right now, really. I think you walk. So, you know, for weeks, obviously, uh, you and I were calling for new lows back in November, Ended up being dead on on that. We didn't know that FTX was going to be the catalyst to that. It was. Um, I'm really glad to not really see Sam Bankman-Fried's face too much anymore. I just automatically don't look at anything because uh, I don't care about that news anymore. And it's in the past. But um, mm. as we get further and further away from that, does it seem evident to you that although other things can happen, and we've got like Genesis and DCG stuff to talk a little bit about here tonight, um, you know, what what could be worse than an entire exchange going down like FTX. You know, I mean, do you think there's anything, um, we already know like any kind of Mount Gox stuff is just, you know, hit the reset button way into next year, the, later this year, who knows when any of that's going to happen and whatever. But what could be worse than an entire exchange going up in flames? I mean, like I, I'm warming up to the idea, maybe not that the bottom is in, but I'm starting to feel like that the sentiment bottom is very, very close. The majority of people are pretty wiped out and, and think, yeah, 12k so well i so i i think we've talked about this before but i i still think there wasn't a massive amount of sell pressure when ftx went down normally if an exchange goes down or gets hacked especially gets hacked you see those people that stole the coins usually sell them uh they get dumped pretty much immediately and with ftx because everything was derivatives because it's all hidden somewhere else. Most likely, you know, <clears throat> there's other accounts that have uh, millions of dollars in them, hundreds of millions of dollars that, you know, we probably just don't know about. It's not being sold. So there's no sell pressure. Um, I think that would definitely bring, would have brought the prices down to where we kind of thought they would go uh, in the 10, 11 K, maybe 12 K region for Bitcoin. But because, you know, there there just wasn't sell pressure, that didn't happen. So, yeah, yeah, I, I think, you know, a, a hack would have been worse, um, honestly, or better, depending on how you want to look at it. We want right. to get this over and done with, right, as quickly right. as we can. So, you know, I think that would have been, you know, it would have gotten us to the, the floor where we really need to be. It just hasn't happened so we'll see what happens with the dcg and the uh genesis and uh you know if they do have to uh liquidate some of their their coins on um grayscale we'll see we'll see how that yeah. goes yeah and you know i mean we did get down to the low 15ks whenever ftx happened so i guess it isn't really all that i mean that that's a relatively sizable move i mean you're talking what like another 30 percent down from there so to get to 12k so i i guess that does make sense but just in terms of you know where we are here like i said the sentiment that that i'm just seeing in most places and i'm again this isn't ta i'm not using like any kind of like crazy math to get here i'm just looking at 
I mean, the majority of people are extremely bearish. And on every YouTube video, I mean, all you see are comments to the downside, even like the big mainstream channels and everything, you know, are constantly negative, constantly calling for the low teens and everything. And time wise, we've talked about this, of course, many times as well. You can argue whether or not the top, the double top in November of 2021 to now or in the spring of 2021. April or May, when we were in 65 or so K again, what was the true start of this bear market? I mean, I, I would tend to say November, but, you know, I, I think there's some validity validity to the belief that like the downtrend kind of started in the spring. Um, and then, you know, we just kind of retraced back up to the highs in the fall. But we've been in this, if you want to count it from November now, for 14 months, you know, almost 14 months. And we're going to get yep. to what Wake Dog said there yet. Um, CPI reading tomorrow is going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, so I mean, we've been here for a long time. That's the other thing I'm thinking too. And I just don't think some of these other things like the DCG stuff, the Genesis stuff, um, even you and I, I mean, like I'm seeing other people on Twitter and stuff. You brought up the whole Ontario crypto.com tether thing. And you're not the only one. I've seen other people bringing that up. It's almost like, we're looking for, oh, this is it. This is the thing that's going to send it to 12K. Like, you know, FTX was the the, the, the last low and th this is what's going to do it. And I'm just like, I don't think people care about these stories. I don't, I think it's, well, for lack of a better term, priced in, you know? Yeah, I don't think they do either. I just think they want an event to happen to get there so we can get done with it. You know, mm -hmm. that's, and that's what, you know, the goal for all of us is, is to hit this bottom and, and get out of it. You know, it's it's pretty anxious right now uh, to get to get there and, and and get it over with. Well, I guess what I'm saying is, I think it could be over with. I mean, I, I if you are you, who I know, and and I pretty much have been too. But just I don't know. This last week or so, I just am looking at more and more. I know you've been married to the fact that you you think we're going to. 11-ish K or something like that. And I, you know, I mean, I I've definitely considered it a a strong possibility, but. At this point, and I'm not saying I am not saying this because we're pumping tonight. I was thinking this even earlier in the week as well. It just seems um, I, I, I just have a feeling going off some of this sentiment and stuff like that. It just it, I guess to me, like it doesn't really it doesn't matter in the long run. I mean, like if you are a longer term investor, yeah, it would be nice to get 50 percent lower on the asset that you're looking at or something. But at this point, I mean, I'm buying and I don't care about the consequences. It's just, uh, you know. That that's where I'm at right now. So, well, with the, with a long term mindset, yes. I mean, you know, you're not in several years. You're not going to be upset if you got in a thousand or five thousand dollars difference on Bitcoin, or even at this point, if it's what a half a cent or a cent and a half on Hex. I I, I don't hmm. think you're gonna be too upset. Uh, you know, we're always going to need Ethereum if we're operating with Hex and things like that to to use for gas. Um, that can get out of hand, as you know, in the bull markets. So, you yeah. know, you're always going to want to try and stash a little bit of Ethereum so that you have it, you, you know, in, in those times when it when it gets like that. So, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it, for dollar cost averaging, I, I don't think you're going to go wrong with that long term outlook. However, I, I, you know, I just, I think the markets have gotten elongated. I think they, the time on them um, is starting to draw out and plus the, you know, overall economic situation that we're working with here, 
that has never happened at the same time that there was a bear market in crypto. Um, you know, I, I, I think the time is going to be an issue with this one. And I, you know, I hope it bottoms. I hope, you know, like you said, you think we've bottomed, but I just don't see it. And I think we're in for still some more pain. So prepare for that option as well. I definitely think we could still be in for more pain. I mean, and I'm not, you know, I'd say I'm probably like just maybe 60, 40 to this point that we, we have bought them. I'm warming up to the idea that we have, but I mean like right now, so we're seeing this big pump right now. I think we'll probably continue to see it for the next few days. If we get a solid CPI reading, which I have a feeling we're going to like wake dog said, we're already kind of front running it. That takes place tomorrow. So we will hear that. And if I'm not, uh, I, I believe it's the new calculation of the CPI where it rolls over the data. Um, so, I mean, your average person isn't going to know that probably, and I don't even really understand it or care that much. I was going to say, right care to explain, because I'm not sure too much um, about it either. It's it's like a rolling, I, I don't even want to say it without knowing for sure. It, it's basically <laughs> like they, the time markers move up, and it's actually a different metric than exactly what we had been looking at. Um, but either way, I, I think we are going to continue to see, what's more important is I think we're going to see better readings than people were expecting. Um, they will show that inflation is coming down. And um, yeah, I, I, I think the market responds positively. I mean, we're already seeing it going in. I think this pump probably continues after that. And to your point, Ewok, yeah, I agree that pain's not over. I think we're getting this massive green candle right now. And I could, 18, yeah, that 18.6 thing sounds exactly right. I, I could totally see us getting up towards 19K or something and then retracing back into the mid-17s again. And, and this could really, you know, people are FOMOing in right now. Like you can see... The funny thing is, I just saw, I think it was Pentoshi, who's one of my favorite accounts to follow for uh, crypto Twitter. But um, he was just showing how, like, people get pissed off where the price is moving, no matter where it's moving right now. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, yeah. we get this big green candle, and people are upset about that now. You know, it's uh, funny. But I think you're right. I think this is going to trap a lot of people and FOMO a lot of people in. Uh, yeah, I do, too. I, I think we're definitely going to go back down and um, even back toward that 15K range, I think possible yeah i think over the course of this month because don't forget you know um as much as i get sick and I know we've gotten sick of talking about the fed stuff we have cpi tomorrow and then the fomc meeting is january 31st and february 1st so um we figure to continue to see a rate hike at that meeting and i think most people are pricing in or, or expecting about only i think they think they're going to cut it down to the uh, quarter of a point this next time around so and wasn't it, um, I think I did the math, I wrote it down somewhere, I thought, but <clears throat> um, we were looking at what, January, we took the average of all the bear markets in the past, uh, according to days, did the average, right? and um, I think it came out to be, whatever it was, 453 days was the average, which mm -hmm. came to January 17th or 18th, I believe, so that's, okay. a, that's one a week, week till away. the end. Yeah. Yep. There you go. <laughs> for the average you go. anyway yeah well um yeah and, and i mean it, it would be in line i mean i don't know where you would definitely for this i guess i mean like what it's all up to what you call the bottom of the bear market which i'm guessing from your data there it would be like whatever the bottom price was which for that we're actually going the whole way back to november so that would be about 365 days if you're really looking at that way but um yeah, yeah either way uh, the price action that we've seen recently i i yeah, I could see us retouching that, like, you know, that 15K area again, possibly. But I just, I don't know. I, I feel like there's just enough 
bad sentiment out there. And um, something that I like to do in moments like this, we talked about this last e walk. I noticed when I was reviewing last week's stream is since none of us know all, even though a lot of people on Twitter like to pretend that they do, it is good to surround yourself with different opinions, whether that's somebody who is like down only, up only. I can name a couple accounts on Twitter that have been saying 12K since um, June, basically, and just continue to beat the drum and saying even weirder stuff like 12K by the end of 2022, which of course didn't happen. What's the point of even saying that? I don't know. Right. But um, no, I forget where I was really going with this. Um, oh, so... Well, the different yeah, opinions, so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so... One of the people, I know I mentioned him a lot, but I appreciate him because he's a more long-term investor uh, or trader, I guess you would say, in Bitcoin. But Bob Lucas, he's basically calling the bottom to be in. I mean, he's he's already released a video calling for the start of the new four-year cycle. He said that he bought his last kind of tranche of uh, Bitcoin at about 17.2K the other morning. And uh, yeah, he's just moving on. So, um, and a lot of people, of course, and this is what I'm saying, like the sentiment, like a lot of, all of his, comments were filled with people like what about dcg what about this what about that And it's just like you know i don't know um what kind of sell pressure there's going to come from any kind of incident like that as well as like that whatever it was silvergate or something bank that you sent me earlier today i i don't know how much sell pressure we're going to get from that and i i don't think the market is all that worried about that stuff you know well once you see something thing. good good well the silvergate thing well the reason i sent that to you was because us as tax-paying citizens are bailing them out yes. um they were involved with a lot of the fraud um along with a ftx they were one of the banks that they had been using uh mm -hmm. to to move money and when they realized that their um balance sheets were short uh they filed for these government assistance plans and they got like 4.5 billion dollars so right. that's more why i sent it to you it was more the just another you know, stab in the in the uh -huh. United States citizens um, that we're bailing out all these criminals again. Um, mm -hmm. So that's why I sent it. It wasn't so much with, you, you know, it didn't have really anything to do with anything other than that. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I understand. And also, also though, I think just like like you're saying, more negative sentiment around something to do in general with crypto. Just for anybody yeah. seeing that headline, but I agree with you 100. Yeah. percent And um. Yeah, I just, I, I just, I, I feel like there's so many people looking for down and expecting, you know, once something like the FTX thing happens, it seems like people, I don't want to say expect that to be commonplace or think that it's going to happen again soon or something like that, but it just seems like everybody is so ready and kind of just bracing themselves for that next big move down and looking <laughs> for what the thing is going to be. And I just think like, you know, this is the time to be greedy when everybody's fearful. That's just kind of how I'm looking at it right now, I think. Yep. There's never a bad time to be greedy in a bear market when you're approaching these levels. Yeah. So let me ask you about this. Uh, not that I know, um, obviously, I just demonstrated it a moment ago, but with the CPI reading coming tomorrow, um, let's say that we do get, I, I, I still believe we're looking at like the 6% range or something like that as far as inflation goes. Um, would you agree with me? I mean, we've already started this pump tonight going into the CPI. Um I think if we get, you know, whatever people are expecting, whether it's par for it or slightly better, I think we continue a mad pump, you know, and it's just going to be maybe not a mad pump, but a pretty good one for these times. 
and maybe reject off that 18.6? Or do you think there's any hope of it going the whole way to 20K? Do you think there's any way that we really flip some of that resistance? Now, 20K is a lot bigger resistance just psychologically, but do you think something like that is possible in the short term here? I don't think we flip it with just one candle going through. You know, when those resistance levels are like that, it usually takes a couple pokes at it before it will break through a level like that. Um, I, I don't think this is enough to do it. I, I think, you know, we're 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 probably still going to get the 50 points, uh, 50 basis points, probably. Um, we'll see how that goes. But I don't think it's going to be enough to break through. I really just think this is a, a small relief rally and it's going to, you know, fall back down afterwards. Yeah. Uh, just reading right now, um, economists are expecting a decline of a tenth of a percentage in CPI, uh, which would be um, expected to climb at a six and a half percent rate from the prior year. That compares to a gain of a tenth of a percent in November, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, basically expecting it to be down as well. And I think in here they actually explain how it's calculated, but I'm really not too interested to get in the weeds on that. Either way, um, people are expecting good things. We get good things. I think we'll continue to pump. So I, I do think things are going in the right direction with inflation. Aquaman so a- says big crypto bounce will start when Ukraine Russian conflict ends. Um, we'll see. How, what if we're in that? Is. Yeah. What if we're in that for two or three years? I, um, I hope not, but I, I, I like what wake dog. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I hope, I hope he's not right because I can see this going on for many, many more months. So I, I, Aquaman, I hate to say it, but I hope you're wrong. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. Oh, wait, dogs! You're saying, yeah, inflation at six percent means add fourteen, and we're actually at twenty percent. So, yeah, I'm not right. uh, not going to argue with you there. Maybe yeah. we'll just go with that as their uh, as their reading. We'll just assume that instead of worrying about what their new calculation is. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, that's going to be interesting tomorrow. I, as we get into this market, more and more exciting things happen, and it feels closer to a bottom. I'm beginning to care less and less about all this Fed stuff. That yeah, plus, it's me too. boring. You know, I'm just not following it either, really. It, it is what it is. We can't do anything about yeah. it. So I, I tend not to follow the things I can't really control too much. I'm with you. I'm with you. So we've got a lot to cover tonight. We're 20 minutes in. Let's get to, real quick, the Genesis and DCG stuff. Um, did you see, I, I know I sent it to you. It's a couple page letter. I'm not really interested in reading all of it. But so with this DCG Genesis thing, uh, the Winklevoss twins, or one of the Winklevosses, um, sent out a an open letter, basically, or just kind of describing everything that has happened with DCG. And uh, it's Barry Silver, right? Barry Silbert, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so he, he sent out a, a letter. There's a lot of details in it, but basically saying that, um, you know, he, I think they're trying to just protect Gemini users, essentially. But... Um, what what do you make of this? How do you think this thing shakes out ultimately? Well, that's exactly what I thought too. He was kind of covering Gemini's ass, um, yeah. but but at the same time, it was just as much their fault. They were handing these guys out to the meat grinder and saying, "Here, use our program to earn, um, you know, some yield while you keep your money on our our account." So uh, they were they were partnered up. They were in cahoots. Yes, I can understand why. You know, they may have been naive to what was going on on that side. Maybe they were, maybe they weren't. Uh, he could be just safe, trying to save face, though. And um, so it's really hard to say. It was a lot of jargon that, like I said, I skimmed through it. I, I didn't really um, 
read it in depth to to get a full understanding of what he was saying but by by what i did read i could tell it was a cya kind of letter uh cover your ass kind of thing just to you know save some face with his his side on the genesis side or gemini side sorry Right. And not only that, um, but then even at the end, I mean, not just CYA, but also calling for him to be replaced immediately and all this right. stuff. So, um, well, he doesn't yeah. have a say in that. So no. he's not going to do anything. I think Barry Silbert actually responded to one of his tweets as well, uh, mm. which I, I caught it. And then I think something happened when I didn't get a chance to finish reading it. So. Yeah, I'm gonna. I was gonna try to head over there. Um, pull it up. Yeah, I don't know if that was Cameron or Tyler or which one of the rowing cover band members that was, but uh, which one of the Winklevi? Yeah, the Winklevi, exactly. Um, yeah, there's the open letter multiple times. I don't. uh, Go ahead and share. Barry Silbert. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and just at least put that in the in the chat here for everybody. But um, yeah, uh, we'll see how this shakes out. I. It's funny because a lot of people, I think, I hate to keep going back to this. I think people are just like hesitant to buy and are so nervous of another issue like FTX coming around that they just see something like this that an exchange is kind of attached to, which I will say, you know, maybe Gemini comes out smelling like roses after this. I don't know if that's really possible or um, at the very least is just kind of, uh, you know, there's no real issues with them or anything. Um I still haven't wanted to use Gemini for quite some time now. And you're right. Barry Silbert did reply. Um, he said DCG did not borrow $1.67 billion from Genesis. DCG has never missed an interest payment to Genesis and is current on all loans outstanding. Next loan maturity is May 2023. DCG delivered to Genesis and your advisors a proposal on December the 29th and have not received any response. Um this is uh, there's Richard Hart also so, in here. Yeah, uh, so there was an interesting. I, I do now that you said that. that remember, the game that they were playing was you know borrow from here, use the yield, invest it back here, borrow from here. So it was a big circuit, big circle jerk that was happening uh, with their funds until the bear market started to happen. When everything went down, uh, they could no longer do that, um, and, w- and with all the borrowing that wasn't really there uh that's when they kind of got themselves in trouble from what i gathered and the information that i read Mm -hmm. yeah um sorry i'm just reading winklevoss's response then so this pretty much ends here but then winklevoss said there you go again stop trying to pretend that this is just high school kind of stop trying to pretend yeah stop trying to pretend that you and dcg are innocent bystanders and had nothing to do with creating this mess it's completely disingenuous uh so how does dcg owe genesis 6.7 billion if it didn't borrow the money oh right it's a promissory note uh then he says will you or will you not commit to solving this by january the 8th in a manner that treats the 1.1 billion promissory note as 1.1 billion and there's no response after that from the looks of it so um interesting they're just kind of debating it all, hashing it out on Twitter, which, you know, is what we do here in 2023. So that's what we do. Yeah. No matter what the issue is. So I don't know where <laughs> this ultimately goes. And really, I guess nobody looks good by the end of it. But yeah, I don't know about you, but I not that there's tons of reliable options out there for exchanges anymore as, at this point of the bear market. But um, I, I've been actively purposefully not using Gemini for some time. And uh, 
they had a couple of things I was interested in on there for a while, but I've been, my attention is more Kraken is if I were going to advocate for one Kraken would absolutely above and beyond in the United States be my favorite one. But yeah. uh yeah, what about you, Ewok? I, I don't know how much experience you have using Gemini or if you better part of a six months to a year. I just haven't been interested in using them really. But. Well, I have an account with them, but I haven't used it more than the occasional. Um, I think at one point I had it set up to buy 50 or 100 bucks of Ethereum every other week or something like that, just to help myself with with gas fees and um, mm. something like that. It wasn't much in. Uh, because it was every other week, as soon as I got that much in, I would transfer it over to my MetaMask. And, you know, it, if I had noticed a problem, I would have stopped it immediately and not right. been out a whole lot. So, you know, I had some automatic buys set up with, with them, with Crypto.com, with Coinbase. So, you know, have it spread out so that if one thing does happen, it's not going to hurt. Right. Know, overall. I had one other thing, and then we're going to get into what a lot of people, basically the main event, the main subject, if you can look at the uh, thumbnail again with the Hex conference just taking place the other day, Pulse Chain, uh, is there news, isn't there news, what did Richard Hart sound like, we're going to get to that in a moment, but yeah, just just back on this sentiment bottom thing that I keep looking at, it. even Forbes the other day um, posted an article about this carbon tax issue. And Bitcoin basically not only being dead and going to zero, but going negative. This like Bitcoin <laughs> going negative idea. Not I just them. Now, Forbes is one thing. That, that, that's a pretty big deal. I mean, like that's a, a huge publication that I don't know how many people take too seriously anymore, like a lot of our legacy media, but um, especially when they're posting articles like that. But that, in addition to, um, I admittedly had never heard of him, but uh, Joe Rogan last week had on a geo uh, political analyst, um, Peter Zion, who I, it was a very interesting episode, really smart guy. Go check it out. It was like number 1921 or something just a, sometime last week. But a lot of interesting stuff, a lot of Ukraine, Russia talk, a lot of China talk. It was geopolitical issues, you know, and I, you know, a lot of stuff that I don't know anything about. And it was interesting to hear his thoughts. But then at the end of the interview, uh, Rogan brought up crypto and they had about a five minute conversation. And this guy, same same thing as this Forbes article, just kind of parroting the same stuff. It's it's never had it. Bitcoin's never had any value. There's no intrinsic value. Um, it's going to zero. And he he literally said the quote. Well, what is it? It's at 16k right now at that moment. Well, we got about 17k more to go because uh, it's going to go negative in the carbon tax and all this stuff. So, um, what do you make of this? I know you know a little bit more. I think about the the carbon tax issue than I do, but. I, I don't well, know. What, How, he's do is, what he's saying is the value of the coin will be a certain amount. And then after you pay your carbon tax for mining it, um, it will put the value essentially negative, which mm -hmm. will never happen. They'll stop mining it before that happens. Um, right. Yeah. You know, or you'll have such low hash power that it's going to be probably catastrophic to Bitcoin. Um, and the proof of work, uh, it, could, it could get pretty dangerous. Uh, now, Richard Hart has always called it kind of security theater anyway, because the miners are essentially protecting themselves from themselves. Um, miners are really the only ones that can change the code or do any kind of, you know, fork of, of any kind. The miners have to be in on it. So if there's not a whole lot of hash power uh, or hash rate happening, uh, 
then it it could get dangerous and people could fork different things and you you know it would get ugly. I, I don't see that happening. I just think this guy read an article and that's the last probably the last thing he read um, and just repeated it. it, it but you know, yeah, the more right. people that say crypto is going to zero, the more I like it because you know mm-hmm. that's another sign of getting close to the bottom. I haven't heard enough of that yet, uh, hence why I still think we're going down further. Um, you know, you're starting to hear it. You're starting to hear those people that are saying it's garbage. It's going to zero. Everything's going to zero. It's not worth anything. Um, we need more yeah. of that. So. There's there's yeah. one, <laughs> one or two, uh, a couple and a couple of big ones too. I mean, the biggest podcast in the world and Forbes magazine. So yeah, yeah it's uh, yeah, it's it's definitely getting there. Um, yeah, it, it's becoming interesting. It's just uh, the thing that I kept finding nonsensical, uh, nonsensical about his argument was, um, you know, it has no value. It's not a store of value. Well, I mean, that if one man saying that is fine. If that's if that's your opinion and you're not in it, that's fine. But there is an entire market of millions and millions of people that right. agree that it is a store of value. So sure. you know you can think one thing, but there's also a market, and markets tend to become efficient over time. So yep. you know yep. if, if there's a market, there's a market. It doesn't really matter what your opinion is. Right? Well, and that's the thing. The price is all about belief in something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Same with the U.S. dollar. There's nothing backing the U.S. dollar. Besides belief that that piece of paper is a dollar. That's all Mm -hmm. it is. Um, So there's the same theory behind it. And we'll see how it plays out. But it's not going to zero. I am with you. There's enough people that believe that it has value and will continue to grow um, as these markets continue and more people get into them. There's so few people in crypto right now that it's going to change. I'm with you. Let's get to the main event. So last week we had the uh, Hex conference um, hosted by Maddie at, is it Maddie All In, I think is his Twitter handle. It's um, Maddie All In, but he goes by Maddie Allen. So yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, he for the, well, how many years in a row has he done this? Is this the second or third year? Or how, how many times? The, is he... This is the third third year for it. Yep. Okay. So we had the Hex Conference last Friday through Monday, the 6th through the 9th. Obviously, there was lots of anticipation with this. A lot of like, you know, normal uh, known Hexicans who were popular kind of did stuff um, every, about five hours a day, every day leading up to Monday night, which was when Richard Hart was scheduled to speak at 10 p.m. Eastern time. And he was on for, I think, almost like three hours or so. Um, started off with like an hour long interview with Maddie. Then kind of did his own thing for a little bit. And then I guess some other Hex folks came on and uh, talked to him as well. Um, really uh, coming into it, it's funny because when I was making notes for this for us to talk about, it ebbed and flowed as the conference happened and then the reaction after it. But at first I was writing huge Hex pump going into the Hex conference and it was epic. You and I were texting here and there. I mean, there was, I think it was up like 30% or something like that um, at one point. It just nothing would stop it. And then Richard coming out and immediately kind of having the tone and body language that there was really no update uh, that, uh, well, it depends on how you look at it, but uh, not the update some people were hoping for, um, other than saying that he thinks version three of the Pulse Chain testnet is very close, is what he said. So I will give it away to you, Ewoks, since you are our um, 
you know, a OG hexagon here. Um, what was your takeaway from everything that Richard said, the conference as a whole, any direction you want to go here? Well, overall, it was good. Uh, there were record record number of, of people, uh, viewership, starting from the first night on. Um, so I, I know being in a bear market, especially when you're getting five, six, seven hundred views on the very first night, Richard wasn't even speaking. Um, that says a lot. It says a lot about the community that we have here um, mm -hmm. as hexagons, as people that are interested in hex. Um, you know, the panels were good. There was a lot of information. There's way too much to even remember, <laughs> you know, to go through yeah. individually and look at it and say, oh, yeah, they, that, that was really good. This person did a, a fantastic panel. There was some, you know, there was some moon math involved, which was always good to see the moon math um by some of the some of the guys that were you know showing charts and potentials and um all of that but you know obviously the lead up was to richard's you know um his interview with with maddie and then his um he had a keynote for an hour and then he answered a bunch of questions from it's nine or so hexagons that you know each got six or seven minutes each um and I thought it went well. I thought it was pretty smooth. And the lead up to it, though, was obviously the hope or anticipation for the announcement of some sort of update regarding Pulse Chain. And, of course, that didn't really happen other than saying we're close. We're really close. Um, and eventually they're going to run out of things to do. And software's hard. And, you know, those are the updates that we got, which was kind of a buzzkill. And it kind of led to some other FUD uh, that I'm sure we'll get into um, here shortly. But overall, it was good. I still think my honest take on it is that Richard's not involved in the coding. Richard's busy building a freaking museum. Um He's traveling. He's doing all of that stuff. I know they're worried about getting this film out. Um, and he did say, you know, the film's done. We're just waiting for one of these streaming companies to write a check. Right. Don't know who it's going to be. At this point, I don't know that they have a whole lot of, you know, room to be picky. Maybe they do. I don't know if there's other, you know, a couple companies that are kind of going back and forth with a price. I, that I don't know. And that was not announced. Um but of course we're excited to see this thing. You know, there was a lot of work, a lot of money, um, a lot of time put into it. And, you know, people were pretty excited to see that. I think the, with the, them saying that, you know, we're pretty close um, is, is bullish in a sense. Um, I still think there's some timing the market involved as well. Um, he may not admit it. He may not be allowed to say that. Um, but I still think that has something to do with it too. No, that's my overall take. If that were part of it, the time in the market thing, which I've definitely always thought that it would be, I mean, look at when Hex came out also. Um, yeah, I, I would, you definitely don't want to say it. I, I think, um, especially for the people wanting Paul's chain, some people don't 
maybe don't know like what is actually for their own good, depending upon when it really, you know, if it would have launched prior to FTX or something like that, um, not optimal either. So I I understand that. And really when you look at Hex, I mean, it came out, it it actually came out after we got back on an uptrend, I believe, didn't it? Um, Like not necessarily at the bottom of the last bear market or anything. I don't know if you have your Bitcoin chart there still, maybe we could check real quick, but uh, um, yeah. If it did did what? Say say that again. uh, Whether Hex actually came out at the ultimate, it didn't really come out at the ultimate bottom of the last bear market or anything. I think it was actually coming out um, as we started to get an uptrend again in 2019, right? Um, So it was December of 2019 i think these ads december of oh yeah that is so bad on trade um yeah so there was december 3rd of 2019 was you know right around here and the oh, price okay. was okay. 7500 ish um and then there was yes another dip in march that was the covid dip though Oh yeah, so that's yeah, that's what are you going to do about that? That's obviously kind of right. Swan, so, but yeah. during that, you know, it, saying that, oops, where's my hex chart? Um, when you go back to, oh, this doesn't have it. This is the version two. I have to go to the version one. Hang on one second. I guess what I'm wondering is like, you know, whether when we talk about the launch of Pulse Chain, um, I guess even regardless of when Hex actually was launched, I mean, you know, it would make sense to want to do it in a bear market. It also would make sense to want to do it once things maybe are starting to pick back up again. You know, Um, like I look at some of the things that have kind of launched here in the bear market earlier. Optimism Mm -hmm. is an interesting token, which is a layer two that I think already had been operating and just actually put their token out. It's actually performed pretty damn well. Um, and it's yeah. pumping really well right now. It's it's in like the top 30 or so in market cap already. And, uh, you know, it, um, it actually is doing pretty well. But I do understand not wanting to get something like that out in the early throws of a bear market for sure. Um, and Richard probably has that in mind more than anybody. So uh, let, let's get into, I, I want to ask you this real quick, because while a lot of people are focusing on the negatives of it, while they thought, I, but let's put it this way. I think most people at least thought that he would announce v3 i think a lot of people at the very least thought he was going to announce that um didn't happen um he said that he thinks it's really close read off a bunch of like um dev jargon and stuff like that um what do you think about i I was i was kind of intrigued with something that nobody's really talking about i watched randy halarski was talking about this last night too i liked richard's kind of soft analysis of the whole sec situation um did you hear that party walk and like just what he was saying, like breaking down what they do whenever they want to look into something and stuff like that? I thought that he did that in a very with a lot of finesse, maybe the right word. Um, yeah. compared to like how he can sometimes be, which when you're dealing with the SEC, why not? But yeah, I thought that he explained that pretty well, and it was interesting to hear him talk about that. Yeah, I, I mean he, he kind of skirted around <laughs> the, the I think the main question is was really is is he being investigated um we don't know we don't know uh but you're right he did kind of what's the word i'm looking for he pussyfooted around Mm -hmm. uh you know and said well they're not going to come after you anyway those are for the other agencies to do um and 
you know, he could have been talking about the influencers that, that received letters. Um, I, I believe that was, you know, more the topic than obviously himself. Uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, there are rumors swirling out there that, that he's also being investigated, that Pulse Chain is being investigated. And, you know, we can go down that rabbit hole, too. Um, you know, there was some spaces earlier today. You want to talk about this yet or not? Um, let's just get to it. Yeah, it's fitting in here pretty well. So just to set this up real quick. So I, I sent this to you earlier today, and I thought it was just clickbait because Travon um, titled his retweet of the spaces. So first off, it was a space with Jack Levin focusing basically on Zen, obviously. Uh, Jack Levin, the creator of Zen, and, you know, all the a lot of the normal DeFi um, type people that we see in Hex and in Zen were were in there. And when I tuned in and when you did two Ewok, we must have missed it. Or actually, I think Travon probably did it later. But uh, I think it was at the end of it, actually. Um, they were really just talking Zen stuff. But what Travon had said and what he tweeted later on, he took a snippet of it, which we looked at a little bit ago. He just straight up at the end of the spaces asked Jack... Um, he didn't even say if he thinks. He said, why is Richard Hart lying about Pulse Chain? That, that's how Trevon posted the, the question. And I think at first it, and look, you know, we've talked about Trevon a lot on here. He's like as OG as it gets. I respect the hell out of him. I think he's funny. Um, frankly, he, I know you've been around him or watched his, his content for longer than I have. But I, I, I just, I, I like him. I think he's a pretty, at this point, a pretty straight shooter. But he just asked that straight up to Jack. And I think Jack was a little bit thrown off because he was just like, why is he lying? Or do I think he's lying? What do you mean? And then they went into a whole you know, conversation about whether Richard is lying about whether he's being investigated by the SEC, whether Pulse is being investigated by the SEC. Um, Richard, Trevon basically saying that Richard really doesn't understand what it is the devs are doing or any of the things that they are telling him. Um Jack even at one point speculated, I was kind of surprised to hear, but he even speculated that maybe he's decided to dump the project uh, pulse and it's not in its entirety, but like realizing the difficulty of doing an entire airdrop of an entire fork of Ethereum and talking about how it'd be so much easier to just airdrop the hex copy on pulse chain um, to get it out there and everything. And it wouldn't take very long. There was a lot to it. Um, if you want to check it out, it was pretty saucy. Um, and there's a funny part we're going to probably mention in a minute that we both enjoyed. But uh, um, yeah, check out Trevon on on Twitter and you can you can hear it. But uh, what do you think about this Ewok? I mean, like I know I know obviously you already said the point to me that, um, you know, Jack also is looking out for his own thing and stuff like that, too. And there's always going to be that angle. But yeah, what, what do you think about Trevon posing this? Just give me your overall thoughts on this. Well, that was the first thing I thought when I heard this whole thing was, all right, these guys are, it's clickbait. They're trying to get people in there to talk about Zen. Um, and the more viewers they have, you know, let's make it pretty spicy. We'll get some viewers. You know, that was the first thing. And then I actually listened to what they were saying. I honestly think, like I said, Richard is busy. He's doing other stuff. He's not a dev. He right. probably doesn't understand half of what they're doing. Um, so for him to read those statements, he was directly reading um, 
messages from the dev. So for this to not be transparent, I don't know how much more transparent you can get by reading messages from your developers. Um, he's not doing it, guys. He's not a developer. He doesn't know what's going on. He knows what's left. He knows what they need to complete. Um, and I'm sure there's a checklist for it. And he kind of knows where they're at, what needs to be done. But as he did say, you know, there are, there are running, there we're going to run out of things to do here pretty soon. Back to the spaces. You know, I think they bit off more than they could chew whenever they started to, yes, the free airdrop is what's causing all the problems, I think. Um, mm. It had been commented before when they set up the sacrifice phase to accept some of these coins. It took a lot of work, um, he said, because there's a lot of shit coins out there um, that yeah. require a lot of workarounds to get them to work. So that being said, in order to make them work on Pulse Chain, I'm sure it's taking a lot of extra development um, than what they expected. Maybe, maybe that's part of it. Um, is the SEC involved? Well, who knows? We don't know, and and that's one thing that I don't think we're ever going to know. Um, as long as there's not a official anything out there. Um, if it's more inquiries into um, bank accounts or whatever it might be, were these people paid to advertise? And I think that's probably where we're still at um, with the influencers. Was anybody paid to advertise? Uh, and I think actually, kind of off topic a little bit, but there was an influencer, I, it was one of the Jenners or something like that, um, that the judge said, they were fine to be paid to advertise something. That's what advertisements are for. Um, doesn't necessarily make it a security, though. So that was kind of good. There was another good ruling where the judge said um, these two coins were considered to be uh, commodities and not securities, and they were very centralized things. Um, I'm not even going to go into the details of them because I forget the name right now, but um, either way, there's been a couple good things happen um, with rulings of other things in, in the past couple weeks anyway uh, that is is bullish for, for the whole SEC case. Is that the issue where he's just going to stop? I don't think so. I, I really don't think so. In my opinion, um, he's come too far. What would happen to the sacrifice money? Would they have to return it all? Um, that's what they yeah that's what Trevon was kind of speculating but yeah you know and then they go into all the you know well let's just do it and use hex as the gas uh, <laughs> that yeah I, I don't know I, i'm at a, a loss for words when it comes to to that because i don't know really what to make of it it's so new i haven't heard any chatter other than that and i just listened to it probably what a half hour, 45 minutes before we got on here. Uh, yeah. so the, the, the funniest part was when Trevon was asking Jack questions. Um, and he asked him what he thought. And it was funny. Jim rat crypto jumped in there and said, I can answer. And Trevon said, I don't want to hear from you. I want to hear from Jack. <laughs> he, he jumped um, on him immediately. It, it was, I, I want to hear from Jack. It was kind of funny. You know, it was really funny. Uh, no disrespect to Jim Rat, but it was just funny how it happened. You, you know, Jim Rat is one of those guys where 
he's still learning. This is his first cycle in crypto. Um, you know, I, I can't blame Travon for for wanting to hear it from the you know the Google guy that's a little bit smarter. However, <laughs> right? It, yeah. Is there is there ulterior motive there? Again, back to the are, are we pushing Zen or is this for real? And you know they cooked this whole thing up. So it, it, we'll find out more uh, as time goes on. But that's that's kind of my take on it. How about you? Yeah, I was going to say that's a that's a good point you just made. Now I I will say that I, you know. We all sit here and try to act like we know who these guys are inside and out. And people trust Richard, you know, with their financial livelihood and all this stuff. And a lot of people are really starting to love Jack Levin as well. Um, and we, we, you can only sit here through a, a computer screen or a cell phone screen and try to make your own best decision on what these guys' intentions are. You know, right. we don't, you don't, we don't know. know. You do not know. And I, as I think a diplomatic, somewhat smart man, think that uh, Jack's intentions are mostly good. Um, I, I think the same about Richard, if I'm being honest. And otherwise, I wouldn't be invested in Hex and I wouldn't have minted Zen and stuff like that. Um, I find Jack to be a little bit more of like a, I guess, like palatable guy to listen to. That said, sometimes... Um, you know, he he doesn't have the pizzazz that Richard does. They're obviously way different people. But I was surprised that Jack went as far as he did into it. I, I didn't think he'd want to touch it as much. Um, but it was in, it was interesting to hear his analysis. And I think it's interesting what you just said to Ewok about um, could they have cooked this up a little bit? You know, Jack has somewhat of a relationship with, you know, Trevon and Jim Rad and... Um, you know, some other existing hex people, you know, there, there's been a lot of people that have helped give him a platform to talk Zen a lot. And, yeah. um, I, I appreciate that Jack's usually pretty candid and, uh, I don't think he's a guy who has a penchant for drama or anything necessarily. Um, but yeah, he of course also wants people to, to mint Zen. And I do think that question from Trevon came like at the end of the spaces too. Um, and it did sound like it kind of caught Jack off guard, but, uh, yeah, uh, Jack off guard. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know what to make of it. Obviously hex people are just going to, I mean, there are some big time haters of Jack Levin, obviously within hex. Um, I, I don't hate either. That's the beauty of um, not being married to anything in particular and trying to keep an open mind. Um, I, I don't hate either one of them. And, it was interesting. I mean, it was, and, it was on a, and I did, uh, Travon, I think was just interested in hearing from another, like you said, another smart guy, Jack Levin, what he thinks is going on and what he would do. And I think it was interesting to get his response. Um, and he did qualify it a few times by saying like, we can't know what Richard's intentions yeah, he, are, or what's exactly happening and all that, you know, he did say that a couple of times where this is just opinion um, because he had friends that sacrificed quite a bit. So he's, he wants it to launch too, you know, but yes. again, he yeah. did, he did say that he's not sure. So that, it, I, you know, I was, I was kind of happy to hear him say that it, it's all total speculation. But. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, either way, wh let me ask you. So we, we got to zoom out on this thing. You know, it's been a, a weird few days, obviously within hex and it's been a weird few months and everything <laughs> with crypto, but, um, where do we go 
now from here with Hex? Because I am operating, and I, I put a video out the day after, yeah, yesterday, I guess it would have been after the Hex conference on my channel, um, that people just need to, now, I, well, I don't care what people do. I personally am moving on and operating. Like, I don't know when Paul's change is going to be out. I, I don't really care that much at this point. Um, I always make the comparison to the last, you know, I'm a huge Tool fan, obviously the 13 year gap between their last two albums and how all of this seems so familiar to me because I was going through it like with my favorite band for years, like, you know, on forums, literally in 2009, reading about work on the new album and it came out in 2019. So I understand what it's like to be like waiting for something. I, I hope over. we don't have to wait 10 years, man. <laughs> You're going to have to wait 10 years. Uh, now, I wasn't like financially over leveraged in the new Tool album or anything like that. But um, I, I just, you know, I, I'm not worried about Paul's Chain now. You, you, much like myself, I think, sacrificed an amount to Paul's Chain that, you know, you were willing to lose. I, I'm, I was fine with what I did, but I know a lot of people aren't. You know, I think you just got to forget about it and move on right now. I don't know when it's going to come out. I'm not interested in, I personally, I know you might be Ewok. I'm not interested in like all these Twitter updates with devs talk and stuff like that. And just constant hanging on about when this thing is going to come out. I like Hex. Um, that's where this all came from. Uh, I, I think Hex is a, a brilliant idea. I'm invested in it, obviously. I'm looking forward to buying more of it, staking more of it. That is the biggest value proposition to me. I'm not as worried about Paul's chain, but let me know your thoughts. I mean, like short term, what do you think like the price action goes? What's your attitude towards this? Well, I, I think that the longer we go without some sort of V3 announcement, mm -hmm. the longer we go before the price pumps. And I, I, I kind of think you saw a hint of that before the conference. People were trying to front run it uh, just in case there was, because I think once that announcement happens now, here's another thing too just real quick i don't know because v2b is still part of that uh bsc fork that right. they had been working on are we going to get a v3 or is it going to be a v1 um yeah i've been seeing people say that yeah the, it's a good question i do like the updates from the devs even if i don't like i, I think i said this before even if i don't really know what it means there's going to be somebody there uh, on Twitter or wherever that can break it down and tell us, well, this means this, this means this, this is what they're doing here. I like to hear that stuff. I like updates of any kind because we're really, you know, again, not getting many from Richard other than it's not ready yet. Uh, how much are they allowed to say though too? So, sure, you know, yeah. then it becomes more of a speculation game on the GitHub or GitLab or whatever it is um, of, okay, this person was in here. So that kind of stuff, it's like stalking the GitLab to to see who made the last commit or whatever. People um, did that on Phantom. Yeah, when Andre Cronier suddenly came back. Yeah, that's what happened with Phantom too. Everybody was like well, going. Well, that insane. was a little different. You had a guy who left the project possibly. Yes. And, yeah. and then came back. So that was some, you know, excitement. You know, we yeah. don't know much about these devs. At least I don't know much about them. Um, I Again, I I don't think it's stopped. Like, I, I really just don't think. I think there's too much still reputation online uh, to just stop and not, not complete a project. I, I just don't. I don't even see that as an option yet. Um, I could be wrong, but I, I you know, I hope not. But 
that's just that's my my take on it. I I like the updates from the devs, um, but the price is going to pay for the lack of announcements or the lack of something happening. People mm-hmm. are just getting tired. So that's why I messaged you earlier today, and I think I've seen this sentiment from some other people too. But like I. You know, I know you've been around hacks longer than I have, but like at this point, I'm not even like I almost am like in a weird way. You almost wish that Pulse Chain wasn't even an upcoming thing because we're seeing all this wavering in the price and the price going down with Richard's every move and every single thing he says, and it's all reliant on Pulse Chain. It has really nothing to do with Hex as a product and how good of a product it is. I mean, to me, it's one of the biggest opportunities there is right now in crypto and yeah obviously a part of that and a huge catalyst is the fact that you were going to get a copy and pulse chain and all this stuff but i feel like it's just detracting from what hex is and it's still such so young um in terms of a product itself that i think people are losing sight of how good hex is you know and they're just talking about pulse chain constantly um but whatever let's re- you say yeah brisology brings up a really good point in his theory or somebody's theory but um, he said, giving updates might make the final product fail like the Howey test as it looks like work is being done for the benefit of others. Um, he then went on to say, Richard said before, do you know how much more money I could raise if I could promise you all the things? So something to think about there too, um, I, which I didn't think about if if he did make announces, announcements or uh, promises of what they're doing you're right it could it could possibly fail a leg of the howie test so yeah that's a great didn't think about that great point prosology i appreciate it that's a great point too yeah i think he has to be a lot of care a a lot yeah really careful with a lot of this stuff and I, i will say this um you know regardless of what does happen or if it does become more difficult to do the grand plan that richard had for pulse chain or if the SEC is or isn't or kind of is breathing down his neck. I do trust Richard to do the right thing um, for people that are invested in his products, ultimately. I mean, I I really do. So I I have no real doubts there. I'd be shocked if he didn't. So, you know, I mean, I think we can take solace in that no matter what. Um, I don't think people have many reasons to worry there or anything. So um, I got to say, I was really surprised by this. I, I, I like to get like just sometimes people think the polls that I put on my YouTube channel at broke boy crypto are like a little bit weird or something because sometimes they'll have like overwhelming results one way or the other, but it's my way sometimes of like trying to test sentiment or people's opinion on something. And I literally just asked today, what do you care about more hex or pulse chain? And it's well over a hundred votes in and it's actually 56 to 44 pulse chain. Um, I don't know if that, what do you make of that? I mean, to me, I'm 100% the opposite. I, I, I just, I get it. ETH fees suck and stuff like that. And maybe now that you know what Pulse is, but I would much rather have Hex still be around. And to me, that's the foundation of what all this was really built on. Sure. Um, and I'm but that's just... why Pulse was built to right. eliminate yeah. those gas fees. I think what the results of your uh, poll are showing you, though, is when people got in. Um, yes. Yeah. I think that. A lot of people miss the beginning of Hex. They think they're too late. I don't think they're too late. I think it's still very, very, very early. We are still working in T-shares. For those of you who don't know, it won't be T-shares forever. Um, Eventually here, 
uh, maybe not too long, depending on the price, um, T-shares will be a thing of the past for anybody that doesn't have at least six figures um, in your in your wallet. So it's going to be B-shares is what we're going to be referring to, I really think. And, you know, these people are, are not too late. It's there's still enough meat on the bone. And, you know, Richard designed it that way, that there would always be meat on the bone for the new people. So I, I think that's what you're seeing. I think that's what the poll results are more reflecting than anything um, yeah. is that people probably got in for Pulse Chain, um, maybe more than they should have and aren't seeing any gains. Um, so I think you're right. Yeah, that's why they care so much. Uh, I think you're 100% right because it's going to be like it's all about your wallet. What are you more financially tied to? And you're right. Yeah, it, it might be people that more so sacrifice for these. And if they are that new and all they did was sack for like Pulse X or maybe a little bit for Pulse, um, chances are you're extremely down on your hex bag. You know what I mean? But I think if you have the education of knowing what the product is and it being out there and the fact that it's only one cycle in, like you said, we're still really early with hex. I, I that That's really what my focus would be on you know yeah i mean somebody brought it up the other day about you know what if you had bought bitcoin at 30 and it got down to two and you sold because you thought it was going to zero uh, how would right. you feel <laughs> so i mean compare that to to people leaving the markets now in hex at two cents after they bought it 48 or whatever 50 cents 45 50 cents whatever they bought at um it's it's a very eerie eerily close number and comparison you know yeah there's cents and dollars but uh it's still very similar yes yeah well it's going to be an interesting few weeks i mean it, you know um people didn't necessarily get what they want out of the hex conference but i agree with you we need to look at the silver lining here I, i'm not worrying about pulse I, i'm really just concerned with hex dcing into that continuously at these great prices that we have on it right now in my opinion and um like you said, Ewok, hey, this is the best community. Hex is the best community in crypto. I mean, like it's hands down, no negotiation. I mean, it was um, awesome to, you know, regardless of whether you watched much of the conference or not, it was awesome to see that kind of a turnout. There was, I think, over like 5K or so, four or 5K people on whenever Richard came on Monday night. It was pretty late. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, during a bear again, market. Not only during a bear market, but like, once again, look at these other communities. What other community is doing that? You know, I, I, there, there's not none. You can count them on less than one hand. I mean, yeah. maybe on like, um, who's that defensive lineman, the blue, uh, Jason Pierre Paul's hand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a few well, fingers. somebody uh, had compared it to, an, there was another coin that mo recently did a conference um, and with their overall view i forget who it was yeah um, i do too i think i know what you're talking about though was it cardano no nah, it's probably mm, just me making that up never mind no maybe it was i i don't remember who it was brisology says where's the cardano conference um, exactly but yeah I, I i don't know who it was but either way i think after even a week or so they might have had three or six hundred views total um mm -hmm. And we were pulling that on live streams and that was not the rewatch or anything like that afterwards. So, and then when, like you said, when Richard came on, it was between four and 5,000 pretty solid the whole time. Yeah. Um, and trying to moderate that chat was a little bit crazy. I mean, let me just tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, that that's the silver lining of this that I think people need to be focusing on instead of, you know, dumping the price and worrying about Paul's chain. I mean, it is what it is. Your money is gone. Uh, you sacrificed it. So remember that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a good lesson for you for next time. So um, I want to wrap up with this. We're, we're going to go a little bit late tonight. We're not going to get into the taxes stuff again. We are going to talk about taxes for crypto soon. It is still only January the 11th. So You've got a couple of months, but I think in January we're going to get to it here because we have a lot to say on it. But um, we got to review this new airdrop for uh, Hex Stakers. Uh, it's not called Communist. It is called Communist, and uh, the ticker is COM. I don't yep. know anything about it. I watched a Crypto Coffee video in the background and admittedly kind of zoned out and didn't hear much of it. So let me hear what you have to – and I will say shout out to Crypto Coffee because he's always really good – at being yep. one of the first people to get a good comprehensive video out for any kind of, uh, you know, updates like that. So what, what's your impression of communists, 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 and, uh, communists. I'm never going to get it right, but yeah, Let, yeah let's hear it. Ewok. Well, so it's, I, I think it's short for community. Um, yeah. The idea behind it is to incentivize better staking behaviors. Um, it pays better for longer stakes. Um, there is a bonus. Um, let me back up a little bit. So Pulse Police, um, the guys that go through the code, um, did an audit on it as well. Um, they said there's no admin keys. There's nothing that's um, any kind of concerns at all for it. Um, I, I I did want to mention that. Um, Crypto Coffee also, like you said, did the review. Um, so there's a... Bonus when you start a stake, you can get um, five or ten percent of it. Uh, I, I'm not going to do well explaining it either because I haven't looked into it completely with percentage wise um, or anything like that. I do know though that the code is is marked safe, um, and you know, but there is no incentive really to claim them right away. So you're not really in any rush. Mm -hmm. um, it is going to be another one of those things, though, where just like Hedron, you're going to want to make sure that you claim your tokens before you end your stake or they go away. Right. So it's going to be all right. Now I got to claim the the, the communists and then claim the Hedron and and then end my stake. So, you know, what would be nice is if one of you smart guys out there that could code. Um, could come up with a smart contract to end all of the things that we need to end before we um, end our hex stake. So there's a there's an idea for some of you developers um, that would go through and mint all the things that you can mint before ending your hex stake because otherwise they disappear. Um, yeah. But anyway, that's the essentially that's the long and short of it. Uh, you do get some of the coins up front um, as your start bonus. I think you can mint ten percent. Um, up front, depending on the length of the anticipated um, uh, value that you'll get at the end. Um, and then once your stake is done, then you mint the rest of them. Um, and, and that's all it is. You do you get a better rate the longer that you stake out. So a 555 will obviously max it out for you. Um, and that's really all there is to it. It's just a community coin. It was developed by, um, I think, the guy who did Backup Hex, uh, which is one of the other front ends to 
go.hex.com. Um, so it's the it's the same guy that did that. He's been in the community since day one, uh, which is another you know positive note on who who it is. So yeah, I mean, it, like I said, there's no rush to go in and do it, but you know they're free tokens, and everybody so far that has looked into the code has said it's safe. So. And go. basically, like like you kind of described, I mean, it rewards um, people. I mean, you're already getting the reward for using hex the way it was supposed to be used by just getting a higher, you know, rate of uh, hex. Basically, you know, the longer your stake, the better. Um, but yeah, then it's also incentivizing good staking kind of behavior with the com token too. So um, yeah, another good airdrop. I personally am probably going to still wait a little while. I know um, I just heard dollar cost crypto Miguel earlier talking tonight. Even with Hedron, he waited until. I can't remember how long this would have been, but he almost missed the 10x multiplier because he, you know, you, I, I get it. I mean, like you, you ultimately want to be secure and I would caution anybody always to, to be like that. But um, yeah, I, I'm with you. This, it sounds pretty good. We're still only, we're under a week as far as uh, it being available. So, and like you said, no incentive to get it, not like an early multiplier or anything. So yep. if, you're if your next text share isn't due for another year, you're fine really just make yep. sure you do it before then if you want to so and um, well this topic um for those of you who claimed your texan tokens um those were also released uh as well the original plan was to release texan on pulse chain uh but because they didn't come out um with pulse chain they decided to go ahead and launch it on ethereum and hope that you get a copy um, so make sure that you're going to the right website for that. I did want to point that out. I think there is a fake website out there. Uh, so be extremely careful and only go to texan.cc. Um, that is the official page um, to, to find your mints and find them in your wallet. You might have to add the coin based on the contract address. Um, right. I don't think MetaMask knows Texan yet. So um, you will have to add the contract address and uh, to be able to see the coins. But I, I think as long as you had a stake in Hex, Pulse, or Pulse X, you were awarded a million um, Texan tokens. So there you All go. Right. There you go. Free stuff, uh, free airdrops galore here, um, other yeah. than pulse chain stuff uh in terms of being in the hex community but that, that's where you get in crypto it's pretty nice so um this has been an eventful episode we had a lot to talk about tonight uh yeah btc still pretty much ripping up over 18k now we'll see what the cpi rating is tomorrow and if this little pump continues it sure has been nice remember hey if you put any big buy orders in in the last couple of months or something if you want to take some profits it's always there to do you know um definitely like i have a couple things on my radar now i'm just kind of watching as i'm looking at these prices because i do think we come obviously back down um like we talked about earlier in the episode so uh yeah we will be back again of course next wednesday the 18th same time 8 p.m eastern standard time i am broke boy crypto that's crypto ewok we do this every single wednesday night at 8 p.m um we talk about the crypto market at large obviously focus on a lot of DeFi stuff as well um yeah, Ewok, any thoughts you want to leave everybody with after this kind of uh, in, uh, interesting episode this week? Uh, no, the one thing I did want to mention was I did change my YouTube um, 
channel name to crypto ewok five 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 instead of the weird numbers that it used to be so uh anybody that's not subscribed to both broke boy crypto channel and my channel if you could give us a you know a sub- subscription and a tick the bell give us a like give us a dislike if you don't like it but anything is better than nothing so we do appreciate it and that's all i got Absolutely. Yeah. I love the community kind of growing here. It's good to hear um, everybody's thoughts over the course of the episode. Good stuff. So yeah, we will be back next week. Same time, same channel. So once again, thank you all for joining us. We'll see you then right here.